Hey gang! Scooby-Doo's or Scooby-Don'ts is funded by Patreon. Join for early access to special bonus episodes and exclusive material, including the upcoming Scooby-Doo Book Club. Joining is the best way that you can be a part of shaping the material we produce, and we are super thankful to everyone who contributes. Thank you to David Green, Kyle Michaud, Katie Maxwell, Jordan Ferguson, Pablo Corden, Matthew Bang, Blake Sawyer, Ashley Martinez, Dan Reed, Gabriel Pesek, Toj, Jade Core, Wynn Richport, Samuel Chesser, Bradford N. Smith, Page on Gaming, and Alicia Harper for funding this episode. Welcome to Scooby-Doo's or Scooby-Don'ts. The original podcast that painstakingly goes through all Scooby-Doo media in search of those to Scooby-Doo absolutely or Scooby-Don't under any circumstance. I'm your host, Billy. And I'm your host, Amelia. And we're watching Into the Mouth of Madcap. It sure was a clown episode. It was, and it wasn't just a clown, Amelia. In the words of Shaggy in a beloved Scooby-Doo video game, it was an evil clown! Was that one a beloved one? I can't, I can't keep that era of video games straight. Was it the SNES? That was the Super Nintendo. Where he yes. was all about the evil clown? There and was then... one voice line. And it was Evil Clown! <laughs> and then the game that was supposed to be in direct conjunction was more like Day of the Tentacle. Yeah, I mean, you gotta look at the difference between Nintendo and Sega in those eras. Sega do what Nintendo don't. It's true. And what Nintendo. Why would they say it if it wasn't true? I mean, it would be illegal if it wasn't true, <laughs> and if they said it. But what Nintendo did. Nintendo did. Nintendo do. Do. Come on, sing the Lou Reed with me. I started to do that, and then I didn't want to continue because I'm actually pretty sure that the first lines are pretty offensive. Well then, what what are your first lines on this? Clown episode. That's, yeah, this this episode about an evil clown. At first glance, two kids don't want to go into the funhouse where he is. And they're talking about a killer clown. I'm going to clarify here. Not just an evil or creepy clown. They describe it as a killer clown. And then they're like, oh, you're afraid of him? Yes! If a clown is a murderer, that's a good thing to be afraid of. Which actual serial killer dressed up as a clown was John that? Wayne Gacy. Now... God, I hope that's right. It's definitely Gacy, but I can never remember his first two names that go before it's, that. You can remember it. Here's my mnemonic device. It's the cowboy man. That's not a mnemonic <laughs> device. No. That's but... like Kevin and Daria being asked if he has a mnemonic device okay, and here. saying... Moss 3. You can remember, um, nope. I was going to say Serial Killer had the same initials as Cowboy Man, but that's just categorically not true. 
I forget what the point was that I was going for. So we'll do. Yes, they're children and they don't like killer clowns. I'll kill you as a clown, pilgrim. And, um, well, I mean, all conservatives are clowns, so. There you go. And John Wayne was quite conservative. Yeah. So that's how you can remember. Catherine Hepburn fucking hated that guy. <laughs> I hate you, John Wayne Gacy. And I'll bring you to justice. <laughs> we're, yeah, we're you didn't off. think the one good impression I could do was <laughs> Catherine Hepburn, did ya? Oh, he's Hepburn. <laughs> Speaking of Hepburn, I saw... Um, her being interviewed by Barbara Walters, and Walters was just like, do you own a skirt? And, and, because she was wearing pants at the time, mm -hmm. and she's just like, I wear pants because they're comfortable. And Walters was, do you own a skirt? And Hepburn said, yes, one, I'll wear it to your funeral. Fucking oh, Catherine Hepburn was just a badass. <laughs> Wish she was in a Scooby-Doo, would love to talk about her doesn't stop me from talking about her uh we're we're just in the at first glance the children the children are afraid of a killer I clown say they're children you're right like teenagers at the youngest these these young weekenders because i'm pretty sure one of them still had the same voice actor as carver uh these young weekenders are afraid of a clown they're also actually pretty self-aware because it's almost like, oh, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm supposed to be ashamed of being afraid? Okay, let me just um, uh, prep here. No, I'm not afraid! He gives in to toxic masculinity quite knowingly. And then a clown kills them. Premise, Yes, Billy. that's what happens. The, the, the Weekenders, series finale. Carver and Tino. Killed by a clown. Slaughtered by a clown. Here's the premise for the fallout of that. Daphne agrees to babysit her friend's son which puts a cramp in Fred's plan of them solving a mystery at an amusement park. I do just want to say, first off, amusement park, classic setting for a Scooby-Doo. You are able to get into some real good spooks at an amusement park, and especially one that's like this, that is based on a boardwalk that is just very slightly worn down. Iconic. Excellent choice. I can't get past that Daphne is looking after her friend's son, and the son is like six, seven, possibly eight years old. How old is the Scooby gang? The seven, like, because Velma's applying for university, which would imply they're Ooh, 17. Yes, yes. However, a 17-year-old would not hang out with, like, 27-year-olds that have children. <laughs> you know, like... You've put in a good question here now. And it's honestly not one that I thought of at all. But this does imply that Daphne has quite an older friend group outside of the rest of the gang. Unless someone got preggers at, like, Meek. age 14. Could very easily be a teen pregnancy scenario. It's, it's probably somewhere in the middle of that. The origins of this child are incredibly vague. I am glad that they say that Daphne is babysitting and that it's a friend's child. And not just a child. Yeah, like, it's not just no explanation of why Daphne's like, I'm watching him. Yeah, I suppose that's a small mercy that we're <laughs> actually given a reason. Uh, okay, so the Daphne dilemma, since yeah. we're on her, she brings this small child with them without telling anyone. And, and I'm gonna say, not even not telling anyone in the gang, but it feels like she didn't tell the parents... Or anybody else who normally looks after this child. At the very least, when you're supposed to look after a child, 
I feel like you do it at a set location. You don't then take that child across state lines. <laughs> yeah, it definitely feels like these kids are always going across state lines. I mean, they're, ro- they're road tripping. I'm normally fine with that, but not while you're watching someone else's child. What do you mean you're in New Jersey? Come back to Connecticut! The time on this boardwalk seems to move faster than time in the real world because they get there while the sun is directly overhead Mm -hmm. and then they talk to the owner for like two minutes and then they all run off to go do their own thing. And then it's night. Daphne, at the height of noon, says, we're going to go ride the roller coaster. And then when we see her on the roller coaster, it is pitch dark out. What happened to the gang that they lost all this time, is there secretly an alien abduction story hidden within this clown story? Only reasonable explanation. Yeah. I mean, you can argue possibly that it's like the dead of winter, and so night comes on very quickly. But even then, I feel like a coat would be involved. Because, I don't know, where do you headcanon this taking place? For me, it feels very like New Jersey... Coney Island, Boardwalk Empire. They wouldn't be in short sleeves in the dead of winter in New Jersey. Exactly. So my That's dead, the East Coast. My dead of winter theory holds nothing. It's It seems like a ridiculous thing to ask. Do southern states, they do daylight savings, right? So they have night that comes on sooner, even though there's not really a temperature yeah. difference. Is this true? Any listeners in California or Florida, like, I'm, I'm deadly serious. Do you guys do daylight savings? Yeah, I don't know the whole... <laughs> I, I know, it's a very political situation. I don't know the full politics of daylight savings. I know that if Ontario ever wants to ditch it, that Quebec and New York also have to yeah. ditch it at the same time. Is it? Is it, though? Like, is it political or is it a bipartisan thing? Is it going to be like if those Democrats get in the White House, the first thing they're going to do is take away your daylight savings? It seems like something that an idiot conservative would be upset about. Probably. The tradition of daylight savings. Now, I have very few notes under Daphne here. I think because I was furiously making notes about Wayne. Uh, (laughs) One of the notes I did write here is that she tells Wayne that clowns eat children last. That's not as comforting as you think. <laughs> that All that tells me is that there is a history of clowns eating children. And that I just have to watch everybody else get eaten first. Not really specifically a note for Daphne, but the last one I have written down for her is that it's only the girls that get the chase that involves the obligatory chase song. What, that's while they're on the roller coaster, right? Yeah. The guys of the gang are just elsewhere, not yeah. participating. I, I think they're participating, because weren't they sort of controlling the switches for the roller coaster? I think it, uh, there was at least one switch pulled. Well, that's not participation. That's screwing up a vintage roller coaster. <laughs> right. How many roller coasters have switches, by the way? Shouldn't most of them have one set track? You would think, yeah, a button that says go, and yeah. a button that says emergency stop, and there you go. Those are your buttons. Mm-hmm. There shouldn't be a switch that's like reverse onto track three. No, thank you. Yeah, I don't want. I don't want to have to do a trolley problem while I'm in fighting the roller coaster. All right. So Daphne does have a history of babysitting other children. The version of Daphne that we saw in Mystery Incorporated 
uh, babysat uh, Tommy and Tubby, I believe. And... <laughs> Tommy and Tubbs. <laughs> yeah, because that's better. It is. Tubby is just a little bit more insulting. It's a little more friendly. But And here she is, a very different version of Daphne, babysitting Wayne. Do you think Daphne is a good caregiver here? If this was my child, she's taken him over state lines. She's told him that clowns eat children. She's risked his life on a roller coaster. But I will say... Of, I'm gonna say no. Of all the things that Daphne hyper fixates on throughout this series, here it is the well-being of this child. It's not so much the well-being, though. It's of his... She... She's trying very hard to make him show any human emotion Mm -hmm. because he's a very stoic child (laughs) that does not say or do anything until the end of the episode. Reminds me of my brother Tristan, if we're being honest Wow. Whoa, that's, um... Accurate. That's apt, yeah. So she is trying to enter... She is caring for him, but she's doing these things in the hopes of entertaining him. Like, she has this desperate need that Wayne likes her. Okay. And she's failing at that. And it kind of feels like the child's well-being, like, she didn't ask if he wanted to go on the roller coaster or anything. She just did it because it's like, well, this will make you love me. All right. I mean, I... Why is Wayne so stoic? It feels like he might have endured some trauma in his life. And, you know, if he, if he does have a young mother, I don't know what the situation is like at home, but it might be difficult. Uh, you know, you're willing to say, oh, go with Daphne, have a good time. Listeners, what do you think? Is <laughs> Wayne being abused at home? <laughs> I'm not saying he's being abused. I'm just saying it's, they're figuring out how to be parents. As many parents do, figure it out on the fly. Maybe there's not a great support network. Moving on. <laughs> I'm really bringing the tone down. The Velma Vision, her fear of clowns is back. It is. Which surprises me greatly. It's not just water. Her canonical what's new Scooby-Doo fear of clowns is retained. Though it's not for the reason that a clown shredded her birthday present. It's just that they exist. And she does not care for that. For me, I think that leaves the door open to retain the same reason that she's afraid of clowns. I like they didn't go into it when we already do have one reason for the possibility. And it's really hammered home here. She's not just afraid of the killer clown, which again is a very sensible thing to be afraid of, but she's also afraid of Oopsie, a friendly clown. Apparently, fear of clowns is a very American thing, and like the Japanese 100% do not understand it. Because there was like, you remember that arms game? Yes. One of the characters is, like, painted up like a clown, or at the very least a mime or whatever. And Americans were, like, reacting with articles and tweets and shit, and the Japanese were like, what? It's just a clown, yo. Well, I mean, honestly, I loved clowns as a child. I'm truly neutral on the entity of a clown. I had a- As a child and adult. I wanted a clown at one of my birthday parties, and- this was actually pretty nice. My my aunt and my cousin dressed up as clowns and and pretended to be clowns throughout the thing. And I saw through it a little. <laughs> but they kept up the face. They, like, determined that they were not. And looking back, 
I really like that. I think it, oh, you know, I think it opened up some doors of, of me enjoying like the kayfabe of it all, of, you know, <laughs> alternate identities. And... Uh, the summer, a summer that I spent with my aunt in Toronto when I was super little, I think like six ish, she put us in like the summer program that you yourself would years later go to work on. Yes. In. And um, one of the things, like the big end of summer. I don't know, activities, yeah. celebrations, whatever the hell these kids' programs usually call them, was to get a clown to come in and do stuff. And then later, one of the counselors had a little smear of grease paint behind his ear. What? And <laughs> he was like, no, no, I wasn't the clown. And he was clearly putting it on because he was definitely the clown. And it was like a big joke for the kids to figure out that this guy was the clown. That's funny. And I don't know, that's an element of clowns that we need to bring back. Their secret identities. Velma also reveals in this episode that she is 52 years old. She says when she was a kid, her parents took her somewhere to assess, like, her age. And emotionally, physically, and intellectually, she's 52. She has always been 52. She always will be 52. 52, yeah. And I think we need to re-examine Velma now as a 52-year-old woman. Cause that makes her saying son even worse. It does. I was just going to say it makes her sweater make sense to me. And part of that is literally just that it would make her still a woman from the 60s. So when her costume was originally designed, it makes sense. But, you know, trying to imagine a Golden Girls scenario, if she's an Estelle Getty up in here. <laughs> it's really the turtleneck that's putting you off, eh, Billy? People don't wear turtlenecks nowadays? I'm not, I'm not put off, but I just, I feel that she works well as a 52. I think that's very accurate. <laughs> I think whoever made that joke is like, yeah, that is exactly the age that we are writing Velma to be. If it couldn't come out of a 52-year-old woman's mouth, it shouldn't come out of Velma. And they obviously didn't think of that during the sun period of the show. Or the part where she's uh, doing, like, backflips and shit in the wedding episode. She could be spry. We've already determined... She's Phys not. Physically, she is 52 years old. That was part of the assessment. At the end of this episode, she decides she's going to confront the clowns because they're unfunny. And she can win there because she is the unfunniest of them all. Yeah, she proudly proclaims that. Don't need to tell us that, Velma. I also think she's selling herself short. I've laughed at Velma many a time. Uh, moving on to the Fred Factor. Follows his own orders. And that is the one note that I have for him. <laughs> well, because they all split up before he says to split up. And so at that point, he's literally just splitting up with himself and solving the mystery on his own while everyone else enjoys the amusement park. And so we're getting a little glimpse here of the possible spinoff of the Fred Solo Mysteries. And, uh, and he's efficient. I, I only had one note to make for him, so that's clearly going to be boring as fuck. <laughs> yeah, I guess. <laughs> Maybe if we focused on him a little more, but it was more that we were doing antics, 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 and then cutting back to Fred holding a flashlight. And boy, did he hold it good. Shaggy and Scooby shenanigans? Yeah, these guys sure get into a shenanigan when they decide to build a barbecue in the back of the van. 
set up. Well, that... I mean, wasn't that whole joke was like, oh, don't let Fred find our stash. Yeah. And then their stash ended up being a fully assembled barbecue. They're still using Fred's credit card. They got him to pay for snacks in a previous episode, and they are still on that train. Yep. Because they just leave his card at the booth and go to town. Shaggy falls through some rotten wood at the boardwalk, and the clown is down there, as we see. So it raises the question, does Shaggy float too? Um... Is this a clown that floats? Shaggy seems buoyant. <laughs> you know what I'm asking. I do. Well, we all... He, in it, the, the, the titular it does clearly state that we all float down here. So Shaggy would if he was, if he was a part of the assembled who's masses. Par- who's part of that royal we, though? I believe all that went, quote unquote, down here. But that, okay, but then Shaggy didn't go down there. He went no. down over there. So... Down over there, we're not talking about. We're talking about <laughs> down here. Okay. We all float. So it's a Schrodinger's cat. We do not know if Shaggy floats. Yes, because, you know, like the uh, like the philosopher Schrodinger, he didn't get in the box with the cat. But if he... I don't know where we're going with this. But if he... if. Okay, so it the clown attacks Schrodinger, the <laughs> philosopher, slash cat killer. <laughs> Possibly. Possibly. Alleged, alleged cat killer Schrodinger. Moving on, Shaggy ends up in front of a funhouse mirror, so they get the gag that they're all wearing their classic designs, and Shaggy specifically disses the classic design. He disses it. Well, it's he also. He insults his classic design. Looking the way that he looks now. It's just insulting. It doesn't land. And it's also so bizarre because they're not completely the classic designs. It's, it is the classic designs through the filter of this art style. Like, it has this art style's line weight and color palette. But still with the design of the classic design. So I didn't, I didn't like this as much. As the brief glimpse of them all running with Charlie the Haunted Robot. That one I thought was a nice little nod. This, it smelled funny. It just seems like if you're going to pop in stuff like that, it has to just be a quick visual flash in the pan. You cannot then make a joke where they acknowledge that they look like this, that they say that they don't like looking like this. While they're in Family Guy's art style, you know, it's a bit of a slap in the fucking (laughs) face. Or just, I don't know, because the original art style wasn't actually the original art style. Because it was off by just that much, the joke just didn't land. And speaking of jokes, oh boy, Shaggy and Scooby love clowns. They think it's so funny. They think it's so good because, like, the clown almost falls over, but then he doesn't. And he's silly looking. So that's great. I I don't know. I got a lot of amusement over the joke that Shaggy and Scooby wholeheartedly enjoyed clowns in a pure and wholesome way. They're good folks. Uh, and then later, Shaggy pretends to be a magician. And we learn he can really tie a balloon together. And it's one of my favorite uh, distraction moments of them dressing up in costume. Because it has a definitive ending where Shaggy and Scooby 
leave balloon decoys of themselves and run off. It feels like the decision to be magicians in that sequence wasn't arbitrary, that it was actually a plan they had to get away by leaving balloon decoys. And I really liked that. And then, uh, on to the Wayne record. The minor mentions. We're not giving Wayne his own category? The minor mentions. Because I had Wayne Weckord ready to go. Wayne doesn't like Aunt Daphne, and I can't say I blame him. No, I mean, let, let's admit it. He's just, he's just a young boy who Daphne has taken across straight lines. To describe him for your folks at home, uh, red shirt, blue pants, no words. Not a- Asian, I believe, yeah. is what they're going for. <laughs> yes. Uh... I almost thought there was going to be a little flim-flam vibe at first, but that is completely not the thing that Wayne is going for. No. If he had thrown in a, and that's that, sports fans, yeah. then you could go for that. But. You could be like, oh, it was flim-flam the whole time! <laughs> but no, instead, he has just no human-like response. He gives Velma a emotionless thumbs-up at one point, and then gets a full monologue where he actually wraps up the entire mystery. Yeah. Because because he has been observing. He's been watching, and he's like, well, these idiots don't know what's happening. A judgmental young man. I like him. The owner of the park. Uh, Morris Harmon uh, describes himself as the proprietor. He's gross looking. He's got a bad mustache, and he's got a ponytail, but he's bald up top. Yeah. He's fat. If you, like, listeners, close your eyes, go to your mind palace, and imagine the sort of person that would own a carnival, (laughs) and you got it. He excuses himself at one point and waddles away, and I swear, out of the corner of my eye, he is holding his ass as he waddles away. Like he has shit his pants while he's talking to the Scooby gang. Did a clown kick him in the bum, maybe? Maybe. That feels like something a clown would he do. He might not have even been holding his ass, but something in the animation and just out of the corner of my eye made me well, think he has, it was. He has his hands on his hips a lot, so that might, you know, he might have moved those hands south. <laughs> we also got Oopsie the Clown, Unicyclist, uh, Clown. clown? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know what you want here. He's a clown. He's doing silly stuff. Shaggy and Scooby love him. And he is a very, he's a traditionalist sort of clown. He doesn't go for any of this evil clowning. He wants children to love clowns like they should. There's a woman named Clara Bell, a.k.a. Monster Factory's final Pam. There is nothing you can say to make me believe that this is not a nod to Justin and Griffin McElroy's final Pam. It's, it, she's wearing the same outfit. She's got the same blush. Very similar hair. She does not talk about Rochi. <laughs> I wish she'd talk about Rochi. And her, uh, her, her tin can son. Yes. <laughs> Metal don't, husband. Don't stand under mommy. Um. <laughs> but I, I, I... Can't imagine why she would be here. And I... She, okay, in the show, Clara Bell is a real estate agent that wants to buy the boardwalk. That's why she's here. Okay, well, that's why she's here. But why is she final Pam? 
Why is she a reference to this internet thing? What year was that? That they did Final Pan. I think that was right around 2015. I think that is in the correct time frame. Like, yeah, maybe it's just a nod. When they did... I'm offline, so I can't look it up. When they did that online Fallout game, what was that? Fallout 76. They did, like, a full house that you can go into, and there's a whole bunch of references from Monster Factory's Final Pan, because the Bethesda just, like... I mean, it got, it got loved it so much went viral. So like you, you went in and like there was Metal Husband and there was your coffee grounds and. But to actually be in Scooby Doo, well done. I don't know if they know. I hope they know. It's just a character design, and it might just be a huge coincidence. Not in my heart. You know what? In my heart, it is. <laughs> well, here's our villain, Amelia. The t- um, excuse me, you're not going to talk about the clown police in minor mentions. I was leaving them for a grand reveal. But yeah, we can talk about the clown police. A cacab? All clown cops are bastards? The, the, so there's a thing at the end where the actual police say they can't arrest the culprit of this crime because it wasn't a real crime. And it absolutely, it absolutely was. There is a lot of attempted assault in this episode, (laughs) but they say they have no authority And so the clown police come, which are an actual division of the police in this world. They come in a little clown car. A lot more come out of it than you think they would. Like, there's a lot of clowns in that car. And they they arrest the clown, and they take him away. And that's just where it ends. There's no explanation, there's no commentary. Boom! End. It's a fantastic button, and I love it. But still. Cap. So who is who is the evil clown? This is Madcap the Clown, a clown that reportedly worked at the fun house on this pier, and he really put the laughter into slaughter because he was murdering children in the fun house. So it's... they locked him into a insane asylum for the criminally clownish, and he escaped and he came back. So this is a living, breathing, insane it... clown. There is canonical to the Scooby-Doo universe, a clown who murdered people at this boardwalk and was arrested. There is canonical, you can look it up in the newspaper, clown murder in the Scooby-Doo universe. And when we see Madcap, it's exactly the kind of clown you can imagine doing that. There is a slow smile with teeth. The kind of smile that just grows in a way that's very unsettling. And there's no escape from this clown, Amelia. You think you're safe on the roller coaster? No, he climbs the woodwork. He'll get you with his big old hammer. So kids are going to die tonight because Madcap's back in town. Who is Madcap? It's Oopsie. Oopsie. His plan was to keep his dream job of being a good clown by being a bad Clown. Yeah. What did he want to do? He wanted to... The, the the boardwalk, the whole carnival was going to be sold, and he wanted to stop it from being sold by bringing back the Legend of Madcap, but instead, that made it be sold all the quicker. Yeah, because it obviously it backfired. No one wants to go to the carnival to spend money if there's an evil clown. And the owner doesn't want to be liable for opening a carnival where, a, a again... This actually happened, probably previously in his employ, 
This man already has the deaths of all those children on his conscience for <laughs> for hiring Madcap in the first place, and now he's back? Fuck you! I'm out of the business! Uh, Sophie's ability is no, because it backfires. Yeah. So no, this is like a the, bad plan, the, oopsie. The things that he does physically throughout the episode, like actually being this clown, yeah, he's able to do those. That's feasible because he is trained in the clowning arts. But we're the not actual, talking no, about we're not. the carrying out of the plan. Just be a clown with a hammer. Yeah, the, <laughs> the whole plan, unfeasible. The terror scale, though, I honestly love that we've got a villain that is a living human person that has escaped from an insane asylum. And I don't know if it's ever said an episode, because they say that he escaped the asylum, but it doesn't say, like, how many years ago, like, 150 years ago or yeah. some shit. I am assuming that this is a living, breathing man, and he has escaped from an insane asylum. Like, somewhere in the United States, Madcap is out there. It might not be the real Madcap right now, but Madcap is out there. And we've been to asylums before, but we have never had a living, breathing person escape from an asylum, and that's the monster. This has got to be a first. I give Madcap a seven. Whoa! Yeah. That's really high for you, uh, especially for this series. I don't know. I wasn't going to go that high because to me... He's creepy in the dark, too. Yeah. Oh, you know what? He is creepy in the dark. He He's lurks, probably up there with the original evil clown. Lurks under there, under the pier. He's just a freak. All right. You know what? <laughs> I feel like I would cage this, but no, I'll go with a seven as well. Seven's a normal number for me. So if I was feeling like going no lower, that's probably where I would have ended up. Seven for the clown. Do you have any other thoughts or feelings on this episode? One, and it's a big one. Wooden roller coasters can't have loops. They can't. Now, they just cannot. Is it possible that this is a metal roller coaster that they have slapped a wooden scaffolding on for the aesthetic? At an old boardwalk like this? Nah. Probably not. It would be more expensive to build wooden scaffolding to make it look like a wooden roller coaster right. than to just, like, keep the wooden roller coaster that was built in the 1910s yeah. up and functioning. So, unfortunately, the roller coaster in this, it really... Although, what if we did see there were multiple tracks for this roller coaster? What if the car never goes on the loop? That's... No, that would be disappointing. We saw the car on the loop. They oh, do yeah. the loop. Okay. Okay, so it's just no then. Yeah. It's just no to the roller coaster. Uh, just have a wooden roller coaster, but it cannot have a loop. I like wooden roller coasters. Oh, I too. prefer a wooden roller coaster to a steel roller coaster. I mean, Scooby- I'm not in it for the loops. I'm in it for it feeling like it's going to shatter beneath my feet as uh, the, I ride it. The way that, like, it, the way a wooden roller coaster sounds as you're traveling over that thing. I want a little, like, dunga 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 I'm not in it for the loops and the height, y'all. I want the speed and the danger. <laughs> uh, well, the very opposite of speed and danger, I want to shout out. The scene where the gang has a thoughtful moment while sitting on the spring bouncy rides. You know, the, the alligators, the trains, the caterpillars, those little animals that you sit on and you bounce and you go back and forth a little and you rock and it's thoughtful. You have described these very poorly. I have! Listeners, imagine a playground and imagine on the playground that there is a animal on a spring and children bounce on it. Thank you. 
Those. I don't know what the fuck Billy was going on I was trying to describe them in the most esoteric terms. I I think we're at the end of the episode. I think I've worn myself out. Mm-hmm. It's a lot more talking than I've done in the rest of the week. So, <laughs> listeners, if you would like to reach out to us, we can be found online. I'm on Twitter at the Billy Seaguire. Amelia is at Fatal Amelia, and we can be found collectively at Scooby underscore Dews. You can find all our old episodes streaming on our WordPress, Tumblr, and YouTube page. We have a Patreon. We have Instagrams under our Twitter handles if you're interested in that. And I have my own personal YouTube page under Fatal Amelia. With that, all that's left to say is whether or not this episode is a Scooby-Doo or a Scooby-Don't. I'm in a particularly good mood today. So I'm going to be so super nice and surprise everyone and just give this a Scooby-Doo. This is the one episode that I could foresee liking in the long run. Well, I, I by no means like the series, <laughs> but Madcap is all right by me. Well, I'm not going to take that away from anybody, so I'll give this a Scooby-Doo as well. I mean, I think what we're really saying is get Wayne a spinoff. And on that note, that's it from scooby doo us To scooby doo I said I was here for Madcap. I don't give a shit about Wayne. Madcap and Wayne, traveling the country, driving no. around in a little car. Mm-mm. One's a boy, the other's a clown, the killing people. Uh-oh.